You are listening to Genuine Chit Chat. This show is for real. Hello there, guys, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I am again joined by Rhea Carrigan, who is in a lot of different shows on Comics in Motion. Now, if you didn't tune in last week, make sure you go do that, because that was part one of our chat. And part two continues our conversation, going to a huge amount of different conversational topics. So you start talking about givers and takers in relationships. We then talk about Rhea's upcoming show called Femme on Film, that she will not only be going on Comics and Motion sort of releasing that, but also she'll be coming back on Genuine Chit Chat in a few weeks' time, along with Tonya Todd and Megan, to kind of do almost like a prequel-ish sort of thing, like talking about women in film with like a, a group of us talking about it as a way to kind of be a little promo for that show as well. So, so we'll talk more about that when I actually do that episode, but that's a little preview for coming up. Uh, as well as that, we talk about some of the questions on Rhea's website, site including favorite ice what we'd be the god of and things and we also talk about bubble tea penises sex scenes and also jeff goldblum so there's loads of different things talking about in this conversation it's a lot of fun and i yeah great fun talking with ria um in the description as always there's her twitter her website and then some of the other shows she's involved with on comics in motion and she's like popping up everywhere so if any of you are subscribers to comics in motion you already know her name and there is also going to be a video version that I'm uploading to YouTube shortly. Um, exporting videos on my laptop takes ages, so this will likely have dropped slightly earlier than the YouTube video will. But if you're listening to this and you'd rather see the visual side of things, just me and Rhea chatting on Zoom, you want to see our lovely faces and our mouths move when words come out, then go over to Genuine Chit Chat's YouTube channel. I will try and remember to put a link to the YouTube video in the description, and then you can check that out if you so desire, but no pressure at all. But um, yeah, aside from that, the only thing really to mention, guys, is make sure you rate, review, do all that usual stuff on this show. And um, I've recently gone onto Good Pods as well, which is an app which I think is on iOS and Android. And it's a podcast player, but it's also kind of like a social media platform. You basically can listen to things on there, and then you press that two buttons, and it shares on Good Pods with other people what you're listening to. So you can enter loads of like podcast groups about this thing or that thing. Like there's a huge amount of them. And then when you follow people on there, you get to see your feed and see what other people are listening to uh, so if you are already using good pods please share this on there and if you're not maybe check it out it's a lot of fun um, but i appreciate each and every one of you listening to my show and anyone who's willing to review on you know Podmatch or good pods or apple podcasts or any of those things and uh, you know share on social media talk to your friends and whatnot about that um, but that's enough from me at the start here guys i will be back at the end of the conversation to tell you guys what is coming up as well as lots of other little bits and pieces i have been involved with so um with that on in mind i give you Rhea carrigan Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. We're all just human beings, aren't we? We all got flaws. We all get silly about things. Like, oh, oh, I'm trying to think of something that I get wound up about. I don't know. I probably get wound up about loads of things. Being called a Tory. Oh, yeah. Fuck that (laughs) shit. (laughs) Fucking Tory. Anyway... (laughs) Oh, oh god you know i'm like oh i found a really safe space online now this is when like it just it goes bad um i will just block people uh which i've never had to do. i have to do that at work and it's very satisfying blocking people i can imagine yeah i mean i'm not gonna talk about the work stuff because it's very complicated but there are times when it is like you are just trash and i don't have time for it so i have tolerance up to a level and i'll just be like just fuck off i've got no time for it yeah well there's points with certain individuals you meet in your life you know when 
I, I think everyone goes through phases. You know, when you're in your teen years, you think you know everything. When reality, you actually know nothing. You've, you've. I just, I describe it in the metaphor of when you're a child, you're in front of this big, big door that all the adults can go in and out of, but you can't, and you can't figure out why. And you get older and older, and eventually, when you're sort of a teenager, you can look through the keyhole, and because you look through the keyhole into this room, you think you know everything that's in there because you studied the view you get from the keyhole. It's only a small amount, but you think, oh, I've seen all that. I know everything there is. And then when you kind of get to sort of your 20s-ish, a lot of the time I find when you're either in adult relationships and often you move out and have like um, have a job that maybe isn't specifically in education, as in not being at university and having just mm-hmm. a job, like having a full-time job is the word I was looking for. When that happens, the door opens, you take one step in the room, and then the room, realistically, is like the size of the biggest castle you've ever been in your life. And every square inch of the entire of your vision is something completely different and new. And you're looking around it, and you're like, oh, fuck, no, I know nothing. And, and when the more you look around, and you pick up like an object, and you look at it, this is really cool. And then you look up, and it's been four years, and you look around and think, there is no way I would even have time to look at the things in my immediate vicinity to know everything about them. Yeah. And I think as a human, that's kind of what happens. And when you're a teenager, yeah, you're looking through that keyhole thinking, I know everything in that room. I've seen it. been staring at that same area for ages because you've got such a narrow uh, experience in life. And so I think that as you get older, because of that, your perspective changes. And people go through like amounts of cynic- being cynics and stuff and being uh, you know, pessimistic or optimistic and that sort of thing. And I've had uh, ups and downs with all that sort of mindset and whatnot. But I think when you meet certain people, there's certain times in one's life where you think, oh, you are, you give someone a bit too much credit and you think they're not that bad of a person. They're fine. This And then it turns out they're a bit of a dick or they're a horrible person. And then it kind of takes you back. And then generally for a little while, you're a bit more, no, everyone's kind of bad. Everyone's got their own agenda. And it just kind of takes a while to realize that a l- most people are worth a chance and a lot of people are worth a second chance. But there are some people you all just come into contact with who are just toxic horrible people and there is no amount of reason talking and sometimes not even an amount of niceness that can change that that doesn't mean one shouldn't be reasonable it doesn't mean one shouldn't be nice to other people but it does take a certain period of time before you realize you can be as nice as you want to this person they are not going to change and you unfortunately just have to deal with the fact that you can't always change and save everyone and that's a lesson i had to (laughs) find in the hard way really yeah yeah i think um your friend Tonya talked about that mm. in something I listened to her about there's some people who are givers and some people who are takers, but she said it in a much more eloquent way because she's incredibly eloquent in everything that she talks about. I, I did comics and comics emotion, um, indie comic spotlight with Tony on Monday and we were talking about Tonya. So I was like, before I came here, I was listening to her podcast. I was like, I'm going to really channel her because she's so good with her words. She's very economical and she lets silence sit there and she says things she doesn't use too many words i'm going to be just like her and of course i fucking wasn't (laughs) at all because she's incredibly skilled in the way she she comes across and presents herself. plus she's got a wonderful voice so that helps whereas you know i just like ramble on and on and on i did the same thing before this i was like remember tonya come on you can do it you've got you you don't know what you're talking about but you know just you talk slowly take deep breaths really get your point across which i haven't been doing at all um, and now I've actually forgotten what I was, was talking about. It's just become a Tonya appreciation event. <laughs> I mean, that's good. What was I talking about? You, you were saying about, uh, well, I, I said about like, um, you can't save everyone in essence. Oh, yes. Yeah. So she, I, and again, so she said it incredibly well. It was some, like something about, you know, like somebody, 
people are succubuses or whatever and and take things away and you have you you basically just have to cut them off because they don't god she said it so much better than this is awful oh, <laughs> um i'm so sorry tanya um, <laughs> uh I'm going to do a podcast with her and she can explain it better. But yeah, you know, like basically there becomes a limit where you don't have the energy to give. These people have taken too much of your energy and therefore you cannot look after yourself and send yourself or the people who actually deserve your time around you. Mm -hmm. And so you've just got to get rid of them. And again, she said it better than that. But I think that's true as well. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I actually think that's okay because you can have amazing relationships and friendships throughout your life for a short period of time. And I think that's okay for a relationship or friendships not working for you, for either of you. I think it's okay for you to not have that relationship or friendship anymore. And, you know, I've had people do that to me. And especially when I was younger, it, it really hurt. But now I'm like, that's fine. I'm really pleased I was there for a, a period in their life where we enjoyed each other's company and we supported each other and helped each other. But if they don't need me anymore, that's absolutely fine. Because we all move on. We all move change. We make new friendships. We find new groups. We find new interests. And I think that's actually a wonderful thing about being human, that you can you can have these amazing people for long or short periods of time and they enhance your life. And it's when you don't, exactly like when we talked about mental health, you don't want to get it to the stage where it's the worst. Mm -hmm. Get rid of it before then and then you've just got all the lovely good memories. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you don't want, you can't be the co-star in someone else's life movie mm. all the time. You just can't. You can be a guest star. You can be, you know, a, a reoccurring character. But realistically, a lot of the time, with almost all great stories, not every character is in every great story all the time. In fact, a lot of the time, a lot of fan favorites and a lot of the best characters and stuff are not on screen the most. Yeah, and, totally. And it doesn't, you know, characters or people can have a, a huge amount of impact on your life without having that much, in air quotes, screen time. You know, I've had people, like Tony's probably quite a good example, of all, obviously in Comics and Motion, I got along with everyone, you know, um, and I'm not going to specifically say in an order of how many, because I was about to, and I was like, wait, that, that would be very <laughs> rank mean. Them, rank no, them, I'm, rank I'm them. not doing that. Everyone is delightful, and I love them all. Um, but with Tony, um, aside from Chris and Dave, who I clicked with early on in the podcasting career, um, career like I make money um, <laughs> um early on Tony and I clicked and he was among there's about five or six uh, podcasts I collected with within the first year or so but I think I had the least amount of communication with Tony because normally when we would talk it would just be we'd podcast we'd record about an hour or so but we'd be talking for like two hours or, or whatever um bef yeah, before and after whatever but like he had one of the biggest impacts on me as a podcaster than almost anyone, even though if you looked at like a statistical pie chart of people who had interactions with me inside or outside of podcasting and all that, his the slice of the pie would be incredibly small, but the impact that he had is massive. Mm. And, it, you know, time and quantity doesn't mean, or t quantity isn't quality. You know, that's, it's very, very simple. Mm. You know, you can have people who are in your life for like 20 years and they're right as a mate, but they don't add anything to you as a person whereas you can have other people who you meet on a holiday and you spend like two weeks with them and then you never see them again and that experience with them could have changed you as a person dramatically yeah absolutely the joys the joys well we're now at the hour mark we can pivot because we've got enough time to do more conversations <laughs> yes. well i wanted to talk to you about um 
women's representation, tokenism, and all that stuff. But I think we're going to have to yes. save that for another podcast, though. I think we might have because to as well. I, that sounds to me, because uh, we managed to talk about... I have a lot to say about it. Yes, exactly. And maybe we'll see if we can rope Tonya on, and then you can, you know... Cause have you, <gasps> I'd love that. Were you on a season's greeting with Tonya, or have you guys missed... No. You haven't, you haven't okay. No, so we've missed each other. But there's um, something I want to do with Comics in Motion, and I've already lined her up to, to do mm. it with me, because I'm desperate to have a proper chat with her and... I, th- I just hear her voice. I think, oh my God, have I got a crush on Tony? <laughs> I think. Why I think talking about I think it. <laughs> anyone who doesn't, there's something wrong with them. To be honest with you, let's, let's be honest here. She is fantastic in every way. But same as Tony, Tony and Tonya, oh, and they're almost, yeah. you know, their first names are almost the same, aren't they? So it's like, and they're two of the best people, not only in podcasting but in the world. So if, regardless <laughs> of your sexuality, if you don't have a crush on both Tonya Todd and Tony Freena, I don't even want to talk to you. Let's be honest here. Um, but so let's get instead of talking about that sort of stuff because we can figure out another time to do women representation we can either have Tonya on with us or we can have part one without part two with who knows or or Megan well yeah I did think about Megan because I know she's got opinions on it and you know I want to know them but only if she's in her lovely red dress from the wedding okay I'll have to because you saw that in the discord thing did you see yeah yeah yeah. I I think if if I if I told her that she would do that and then she would stress about it because she'd get so (laughs) she'd get so sweaty and she'd be in this like this dress be like i'm trying to be nice to like, conversation why the hell am i in this dress <laughs> yeah, i have to wear the lipstick and do makeup but <laughs> yeah. I, i'll make sure because i did i almost asked megan about being on this podcast but i thought mm. what i find a lot of the time with guests such as you or tony or tonya people i know that i'm going to be able to talk forever with about anything i'm like well let's have an introductory podcast where we can kind of get the the randomness and the kind of getting to know someone and the minutiae of things that's just a mess in a, in a really good way but like get all that out kind of in one nice big intro conversation and it's a good introduction for the listeners who don't maybe know who you are and then after that it can be more targeted because that's what i did with tonya yeah. like the first podcast she was on we were talking about stuff um we talked about representation a little bit but she really wanted to talk about superhero movies and things but not in a case of just representation just in but being a nerd but because yeah. we were focusing more on the representation stuff and we had we'd only each siphoned off like an hour it was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do that. So I think Tonya is the quickest returning guest I've ever had on because I think she was on two or three episodes later. Um, or might have been two. I think she was on like episode 9901 or, or something or 9802 oh, wow. or something like that. And we literally recorded like two weeks after the first recording because yeah. we just we clicked really well and we were like, okay, now let's set this podcast aside to do this and that. So we'll be able to organize something. And with Megan, I was like, I'll bring Megan on. I did think, I genuinely did think about the women representation, but I thought, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's get that. But let's get that. We've done. still got some time, and I've still got some notes. And also, talk about notes. Look at this handwritten stuff. You know, my oh, my. Lovely. I don't know. If, I've shown people in Discord. I think it was a while ago. Here are my notes. This gives people heart attacks. Here's my notes for Star Wars comics in canon. So like, fuck off. Yeah, it, look at the tiny, tiny, tiny little writing. That's really stressful. I don't. And look, like there's different colours. So that's my annotations. I, don't like looking at I know that. no one does. It's awful. It's pages and pages and pages of it. It's just awful. How do you write so small? Um, well, my handwriting is atrocious. So it works. That is illegible at the best of times. So <laughs> if it's illegible and tiny, the thing is, a lot of it is just. It's almost like doctors writing sometimes where. Because I know it's about Star Wars, and it's I, I read the comic normally once, and then I reread it, and then everything I recognise, I make a note of, and then that's why there's certain different colours and things, because I annotate it, and then I'm like, 
oh, this guy, he looks familiar. I think I saw him in Empire Strikes Back. I'm pretty sure his name is Veers or something. Oh, let's look it up. Oh, it is Commander Veers. Okay, and then you find him on like Wikipedia or one of the reference books I've got. And then you look at the information you kind of want to use. And then I make a note of that at the bottom. But a lot of it is just more more jumping off points in a sense. So instead of like, I don't necessarily write all the information here. A lot of it is just notes of just like, oh, Luke's in the X-Wing. Well, I remember when Luke was in the X-Wing, he did this and this. So it, it's kind of more uh, jumping off points. That wasn't the reason. That wasn't the... Th- <laughs> Anyone who's listening to audio is like, what the fuck? Why what are you the fuck going Jesus on? Christ. No, I want to pick up some of the questions from your website because I, oh, yeah, and I, I think I said before recording, I might have said at the start of the recording, so apologies if I'm repeating myself, but it was one of the easiest uh, conversations to prep for because A, I knew we'd be able to chat about anything anyway, but B, when you've got a website which is just filled with random <laughs> questions you've asked, it's quite easy just to be like, I don't need to think at all about this conversation. I can just write for fun ones. So one of them I wrote, I literally wrote, it was, what is your favourite type of ice? Yes, and I just wrote, favourite type of ice. And I wrote next to it, what the fuck? How do you mean like vanilla ice that as in the wrapper or do you mean ice ice baby or, no i mean ice the ice ice what is in you like ice slush? that you have in drinks or well i mean is slush your favorite I don't think slush is my favorite. favorite is crushed ice crushed ice is the best ice but isn't it dependent on what you have it with like an iced coffee i want crushed ice but if it's like you know um if it's like a, a cold alcoholic drink i want ice cubes but this is why the question's so good. <laughs> because what is your favourite kind of ice? Because, right, so if I'm, like, going to have a, like, a slushy, sure, I want crushed ice, maybe slushy ice, maybe maybe a mixture of the two. If I'm going to have a gin, I want, like, a slow-melting ice cube, don't I? Because I don't want it to infect all the gin with its non-alcoholicness. You know, like, it's so important. Ice is important. Would you have a... <laughs> your face is amazing. Would you? So I've always wanted one of those freezers where it has like the ice crush and ice cubes and stuff like that. But then I went to stay in Airbnb and I learned that you have to really look after it, otherwise they break. So I don't want them anymore. So I guess my ultimate fancy would be just having a person who provides me with ice <laughs> just every day. The ice Inuit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like, wouldn't that be Because I like really cold drinks. Yeah. So ice is really important to me. Right. I see. It, the question was more so i only can really think of like three types of ice so asking okay what three types of ice can you think of well, crushed slush and cubed aside like what else can you fit in a drink like aside from like a slab so it's four isn't there or five but wouldn't it slab, be cool if you shard. had like a big slab and like crushed it up and then put it in but where would you keep it what would you use it for the the, the questions are I, i'm just the 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 question is more interesting to me than <laughs> the answer the question is, how do you come about asking someone what their favourite ice is when there's only like five? It's yeah. just—it's not like what's your favourite beetle and there's reasoning behind it. It's more just what am I drinking at the time depends on what I want. If it's a slushy or an iced coffee, probably crushed ice. If it's alcoholic, as you say, you probably want an ice cube. If it's, you know, to have my enemies slip up on, it's probably a slab. Like what? Excellent. To stab Love someone, black shad. Ice, some lovely black ice. No one likes lovely. black ice. Black ice is evil. Yeah, no, but if you want somebody to slip up on it, if you want to do the the cliched ultimate murder, murder weapon, it's an icicle. Like, see? Yeah. See, how long have we just been talking about ice? Too long is the answer to that no, question. No, it's great. It's great. <laughs> do you like bubble tea? Do you like bubble tea? I am very neutral to bubble tea. Ah, uh, well, I love bubble tea. And now bubble tea, right, you get to choice of ice. You get no ice, you get warm, you get slight ice, you get medium ice, you get full ice, Right. It depends on what type of bubble tea you're having of what type of ice you have. 
Yes. Ice is important. Yeah, but you didn't ask what's the best <laughs> ice for a certain occasion. You just vaguely asked what... What's your favourite type it's of like, ice? Uh, in general, my favourite type of ice is crushed ice. I think that's generally the best, uh, in my opinion, as well. But it's like saying, what's the best drink? Without any context. It's like, but for what, for what purpose? To get drunk? To wake myself up? Just for general hydration? For taste? For mouthfeel? For how quick I can drink it? Like, there's more yeah, but criteria. Now, see, this is this is what I like because I like listening to people and listen to how passionately you're talking about ice and different types of drinks. You haven't listened enough to my podcast. I get passionate about everything. That's my problem. <laughs> my mates always start a question. They said if they could wish for anything in the world, it would be either an off switch or like a dimmer switch for me. So when I'm at like a hundred, like, oh my god, this is amazing. It's like, like let's just wind it down, Mike. Let's put you down to you're at an eight now. Let's go down to a three. Yeah. Because most of my friends are introverts as well, so they don't want me being loud yeah. and excitable. So I just double down. Um no, but I, I, I want to clarify to any listeners. I know you can probably tell, read between the lines. I am joking, and I think that this question is genius <laughs> and hilarious. I'm playing up to the fact of how ridiculous it is because it's funny and enjoyable to, to I, play around with this. I do not believe in that intent, and I am offended. <laughs> well, I'll say my opinion on bubble tea is it's come. Uh, I get the concept, but the way I describe it is like the skin of the bubbles is like baked bean skin. So, well, but, uh, okay. Which is a problem. I love it. We do not beans. have enough time for this. We do not have enough time for this. <laughs> but that depends what bubbles you're getting. So are you getting tapioca pearls, which don't have weird skins? Tapioca pearls are like fucking heaven. Or are you getting like the weird little fruity popping balls? Again, this is not a bubble tea appreciation podcast. That's an idea. Could definitely do that for an hour. Um, yeah. Comics in, right there. Comics in motion. Bubble tea hour. Sweet. <laughs> I'll go pitch it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, yeah, so bubble tea. So you get you get the tapioca pearls, you get little fruity pearls, you get jelly, you get pudding. Oh, like dirty little custard pudding. Oh, some matcha. Fucking amazing. You would get on with Megan a lot because that soundbite for 15 seconds is what how Megan describes <laughs> almost everything she enjoys. She just gets so <laughs> passionate, but also quite uh, like visceral, like animalistic. Like, yeah, I just, fu- I just fucking love cheese, all right? It's like, it's like that. Oh, it's like, whoa. I mean, I mean, cheese is sick, let's be honest. Um, cheese is a fucking amazing. I've, I've only had bubble tea like twice. Um, so, where, where, I mean, and the other important thing is where you get it from. So I've moved out of London now. Mm. I now live in Milton Keynes. And uh, the bubble tea here is is probably more depressing having it than not having bubble tea. <laughs> well, I'm from Southampton. Uh, so we've got... We do have quite a rich culture of different people. So I think there's like three or four bubble tea places there's also markets that open up and they have bubble tea as well it seems i know bubble tea is quite an in thing at the moment um so cool oh maybe i'll give bubble tea another go megan hated it but megan's want megan is she likes a lot of things like she 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 likes healthier food than me but i like more crazy and adventurous things but she's quite like um uh like with chocolate a good example of what how megan likes things like she likes every type of cheese apart from i think cream cheese but like with chocolate she doesn't like orange, mint, dark, doesn't really like white chocolate. She loves chocolate. It's not one of her favorite things, but she only likes 
chocolate chocolate or caramel chocolate she likes like mm. oreo chocolate maybe dime chocolate like if it's normal chocolate with stuff in it that's fine but if it's flavored chocolate she's not like that whereas i'm like give me dark give me white give me all of it i'll just fucking eat mint it. chocolate is my favorite it's one of my all-time favorite flavors yeah you've generally my mum's like that generally you find people they are very strong of their opinions of mint chocolate whereas i'm just like yeah i'll eat it if it's there will i choose it rarely will i eat it always that's how you got to be <laughs> with everything. Have you have you had Tony's Chocolonely? Oh, I love Tony's. Oh my god! It's the, it's so although they're have bars. Have you been to Amsterdam and been to the shop? Ever been to where? Oh sorry? my god, Amsterdam. Yeah, been, and been that's where I first shop. had it. Bla- is blazed it? out of my gourd, and we were like, "Why is all this bright coloured chocolate?" And we bought it. Oh, but the thing, so you know, when you're stoned at your melon and you're trying to figure out how to break this chocolate in half, and none <laughs> of the pieces are in the right shape. I mean, sober me in England now, breaking chocolate. I'm like. I, I still, me and men get a bar of it, and we're like, how are we going to work this out? We have to break it into fours. You have the bigger quarter and the smallest quarter, yeah. and then I have, but big out to Tony's. They are amazing chocolate, so great wrapping. You know, I appreciate information oh, on my it. wrapping, and recyclable. <laughs> What's better than reading Perfect. when you're eating chocolate that's recyclable? Perfect. Nothing is the answer to that question. <laughs> well, so we've got ice then. So here's yep. another one then. Um there's a couple. Oh God, there's a couple of interesting things. So, what would you be the god of? Obviously, bubble tea. Next question. Um, yes, done. <laughs> bubble tea and anti Tories. No, let's not go down that road. Yes, love it. But, done. <laughs> well, what would what would you actually if if you were the god of something? And don't say like self righteousness or something because that's lame. But I mean, like, not. I I don't mean what your self righteousness. I, I meant like be really sad. I meant like don't be you know self uh, adulating. You know, don't be like well, <laughs> I'd be I'd be the god of morality. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew you wouldn't say that. I just want to get in there first before I, I want to say it before you oh, said something. I want to say like something that. really wanky now. <laughs> the god oh. the god of wanky comments. <laughs> <laughs> what would I be the god of? I guess I'd be the goddess. No, fuck it, God. Yeah, I didn't want I, I didn't want to gender the, the deities. Yeah, You're throwing that gender, around. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Take that back, Ria. Um, what would I see now? The thing is, I've obviously answered this because I asked the question. Now I can't remember. I imagine it changes on whatever the day is. Mm. Feeling quite feisty today, so maybe I tell you what I'd be the god of: stopping mediocre men failing upwards. <laughs> I thought you were going to say porn then. <laughs> <laughs> I would be the god. Oh Christ! In fucking indie comic spotlight, I'm talking about penises again. <laughs> Why do I keep on talking about penises? The, the fa- phallic fallacy, I think. Is that the term? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. Talking about, I mean, I talk about penises quite a lot as well. I, I don't talk about vaginas that much. I talk about so, a lot of things. There needs to be equality. I've talked about this before. There needs to be equality in seeing male and female, or even in between bodies, and there needs to be more penises. There just needs to be more. Megan says that all the time. penises are normal, and it drives me fucking insane that you get to see everything of a woman's body in like adverts for shower gel. It's always a fucking woman and you always get the side tip and you never get like a man's butt or like, I mean, to be fair, I don't want to see a side view of a penis really, but maybe we should. Megan's always like that. She's whenever we're watching something and there's a penis in that, she gets excited. Not, not yeah. in the sexual sense, and just like, oh my god, there's a willy on screen, and it's like, yeah, we go penis, yeah. and get really. Excited. She's quite excited when I showed a train spot and get to see you and McGregor's wang in that. That was quite. Yeah. I was like, watch out, this Megan. Out. Yeah, I was like, watch out for it, Megan. You'll see it. She's like, see what? She's like, was that you, McGregor's willy? I was like, it was. <laughs> it was one of the first willies I saw on screen. Funnily enough, puts me to shame every time. Um, 
Yeah, I agree. I think there should be... I mean, you know, I don't really want to see penises, but I don't really want to see a lot of things. I mean, apart from seeing women's breasts, I don't really want to see nakedness in anything I watch. Like, it sounds like such a prude. And I want to clarify, I do approve of porn. Um, I may have watched it once or twice ever. Uh, but <laughs> no. Uh, oh, sinning. Oh, my God. Um, splashed on the headlines tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Mike Burton, podcaster, watches pornography. Gross. <laughs> I think I spoke about it in, like, one of the first 50 podcasts I did, actually, um, about... Yeah, I think I spoke about porn. But, like, I don't like watching people kiss. Like, male, oh, male, female. Oh, the like, sounds. Yeah. Oh. Like, I'm not fussed about the gender. Like, when I, I've been watching Shit's Creek, and there's lots of gay kissing in that, and that's or do, two men kissing, and that's completely fine. I haven't got a problem with the fact it's two men. I just don't want to ever see anyone kiss on screen, ever. The worst is when you kiss, and they pull away, and there's that little bit of spit. That's oh, slick. don't. I can't stand and it. And it's just like, I, it's also like, I sound like a prude, but with sex scenes. Like, the, it's so rare to watch a film or a series, and a sex scene happens, and you need to see the whole thing. You never need like, to see it. If you're watching two people who've been like got this like you know sexual uh, tension and they've been like best friends for ages and it's all building up and stuff and then it bursts and they make out and then they start tearing each other's clothes off. Realistically, once they get on the bed, you can cut and they can be afterwards and just hugging. You, I don't need to watch this weird because I know it's not really happening. So I'm just yeah. watching these two actors just breathe on each other. So I don't want to watch that. I don't want to see that. I've seen porn and I've been involved in sex. You know, I've had it at least once. You know, so it's like I vaguely know somewhat what i'm doing i hope but it's just like i don't need to watch two people have this weird thing where i just see a bit of nipple every now and then depending on how famous the actress is because obviously they force young actresses like amelia clark to get her chebs out and then when they get famous enough and don't and can say no to things they don't want to do it anymore and it's like i don't need any of that yes amelia clark's a very attractive woman seeing her naked i'm not going to say no but i don't it doesn't add anything to the plot necessarily i mean i think maybe the end of series one of game of thrones when she'd had all her clothes burnt off and she was with the dragons that thematically made sense but i didn't need to see the front you can kind of see do you know what i mean like i sound i sound like a prude no i know what you mean like i'm not against nudity at all no. i think it's fine and especially in any sort of media or art or anything like that as long as it's all consensual and mm-hmm. safe you know and there's this wonderful thing that's happening at the moment we've got intimacy directors on film and tv sets and i think that's really important and a huge step for everybody to feel safe the actors the people around the actors for young people on sets to see that it can be a safe environment all of these sort of things is really important but at the same time i think we very rarely need a sex scene Mm. i i can't think of currently any sex scene in a in a film that's not like nine and a half weeks or basic instinct or whatever when it's actually all about sex yeah. that it needs to be there and I can't and I very rarely when a sex scene is there you know I don't mind it like whatever I'm quite up for watching hot people bang um like who isn't just as you said yeah, you know? yeah exactly <laughs> uh, so I'm re-watching The Walking Dead at the moment and I know I really shouldn't but um Jeffrey Dean Morgan is so fucking hot and I'm like I know he's Negan, so he's terrible, oh, yeah. but hot. And I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm okay with the fact I'm happy looking, you know, objectifying a man on screen. I probably shouldn't because I get annoyed when men objectify women on screen, but whatever, I'm going to objectify. So, you know, I'm clearly in the in the realm of I like seeing hot people. That's cool. Um, but yeah, with sex scenes, I think they're very rarely needed. They don't add anything to the story. You can, through acting you can understand that people have a sexual relationship or they have had sex 
you don't need to see it. And I also think they're very rarely shot with anything other than a male gaze. And that's where it's so problematic. I don't think, I think even if we've got more female directors and things like that, you know, who are, who are doing sex scenes, and I think that's great. I think that the medium of film and TV, we're so used to seeing things through a male gaze that we automatically recreate it. Mm. It's almost like an unconscious bias of how we view sex scenes. And so I just think, why are there? Why are they there? There's there's the film. Is it the most with um, Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain? Is it the most violent year? No, I'm mixing two titles. I, mean, I, I love both oh, of those actors, and Oscar Isaac's one of my favorite people on the planet. But ah, oh, he's so amazing. But so, oh god, it's going to drive me mad. Um, maybe it's called that. Anyway, so they play a couple, and sort of like she's the daughter of some sort of mobster, mm. and he's married into the family. And you, in that film, you through the skill of their acting, you 100% understand their relationship. Mm -hmm. You understand when they've had sex, when they haven't had sex, or, you know, if they're going through a dry patch, I hate that saying it's disgusting. (laughs) And that's actually, I actually think it's because it's specifically against women Mm -hmm. when you say dry patch, because obviously it's about dry vaginas. Um, And you understand everything through about their relationship. Like when he desires her, when she wants to use her body or her sexuality as a as a power tool in that power tool that's not the right thing uh, as a power struggle in their relationship without seeing them banging all the way through the film so it can be done mm-hmm. yeah and you've got to trust that your audiences will understand that and understand human relationships because funny enough we're all in them we've all seen them yeah you don't have to show people like you said just breathing on it uh, seems weird when you think about them it is and i just looked it up that's what i was on my phone for and it is called a most violent year i've not seen it oh so. yes oh, it's really it's so good so i used to have incredible knowledge of films and when films like the exact year that they came out every single actor in them what it was called who it's directed by who fucking edited it who was the cinematographer and then i had a baby three years ago and i can't fucking remember anything it drives me nuts <laughs> i've heard of baby bread a friend of mine recently had, <sighs> had a kid and she was like but look at stuff up apparently your vision gets worse it gets it goes it's here and then it gets way worse and then it gets a bit better but never goes to the way it was before you had the kid and then that just keeps happening every kid you have yeah. your vision just gets worse there's certain senses of yours that get heightened and then get way worse there's your yeah. br- there's elements of your brain and she's like yeah getting pregnant there's all these things that suck about it because we've we're we had have you had about teeth no so what they used to do in like less than 100 years ago because when you get pregnant basically everything in your body all loosen, loosens up and you go all loosey-goosey including your teeth in your gums can loosen up so what they used to do to pregnant women is they used to pull out all their teeth and this is like less than 100 years ago because people, because women's mouths would hurt, their teeth would hurt because everything's just all fucked up. So they go, oh, rather than actually just like treat you like an actual human being, we'll just treat you like an animal and we'll pull all your teeth out. And so loads of women just have dentures just because they'd had a baby. I did not know that. That's fucked up. But I don't... I, Isn't it? But the thing that... I think the, the thing that made me realise how fucked up the world is, obviously we spoke very early on in this show about uh, the Holocaust, <laughs> which is a big one. But the thing that screwed me up the most i think was when i found out that in england homosexuality was illegal until like the 70s and i was like i'm sorry you're telling me my parents were alive when homosexuality there was a time in britain when it wasn't legal and people get put in prison and i'm like and when i remember being told this it was not i think it's probably about 10 years ago now and i was just like no that can't be right and i looked up and i was like what 
I was like, that's not that far. Like, you know, you could argue, you know, Holocaust atrocity and all this other things, but there was like decades of things building up to the power struggle complexes and the way the whole country works and all these sorts of big things that kind of make you don't make it as we discussed in mouse it doesn't make it okay by any stretch of the imagination but you can kind of from a historical perspective understand how a situation could get to that point but then you look at britain you go oh yeah being gay was legal there's no there's no explanation there's no reason you can give me that makes sense of that apart from religious bigotry so it's just like so when you say things like that if you told me that before i heard about the uh, being gay was illegal um illegal in the uk i'd be like hmm skeptical and then now in this day and age i'm like you can tell me fucking anything i'd probably believe it like i'm so <laughs> not i don't believe everything i hear on the internet but when it's like oh humans have done these horrible things do you want to hear about it it probably happened i've been to a lot of museums yeah. in my time and i don't i don't really get surprised by how awful people are anymore and how stupidity mixed with bigotry just seems to fuel centuries if not millennia of just practices which is so yeah, so sad really shit. it is um it is i was gonna say with the thing about god because i didn't think i was trying to think of what i would be the god of um yeah and one of them's the god of smirking i think um nice. when i smile i smirk a lot and if i take photos and stuff so that would probably be one and then uh the god of rambling so i think that i could <laughs> i could legitimately like I do my podcast, my Star Wars podcast is literally just me doing that for an hour by myself. And there's been like I've recorded audio adverts for um, my own shows and things, and I've sent like copies to Dave. And I'm like, I need you to cut some of this shit out because I've recorded like four minutes of me trying to cut, record a thirty second trailer, and I'm listening to this, and I don't want to listen to the <laughs> podcast, and I fucking make it help me. <laughs> so I think smirking and rambling. I think that's the. That's the two things for me. Uh, brilliant. Yeah, and self-deprecating humour. I'm not the god of that, though. There's, there's plenty of comedians that are far better at yeah. that than I am. I'm not, you know, I used to think I was I used to think I was funny, and then I met actual funny people, and I'm like, no, I'm, I say occasional funny things. I'm not funny. That was quite a big realisation. Uh, no, I disagree. I think, you, I think you can say you're funny. You don't spend enough time with me. With the camera on... <laughs> It kind of it gives me the uh, the extroversion spotlight, so I get like um, energized by it somewhat and performing in an essence. I'm still the same person, but like with Megan, let me and Meg make each other laugh a lot. But when I'm uh, surrounded by my friends, it depends on the numbers because I, I'm I'm I quite like I used to love being the center of attention, and I try to now act like I don't, even though I do. I don't want to like it but unfortunately i do so i have to try and like balance it, it I think that's fine. somewhat I, I used to be a fucking egomaniac but like <laughs> the thing is is that i have to try and balance myself out quite a lot about yes. certain things and when it comes to groups of people it's like you, if there's me and like four people i'm i'm fairly funny at times when you get to like up to 10 i can be hilarious but then 12 or 13 no but you get to like 20 and i can really do it so it's these random numbers that i'm throwing at you for no reason of just being like sometimes i can really get the nail on the head and i can be funny all night and make loads of people crack up and hit everything perfectly other times same group of people with like three less people nothing lands and i'm not funny at all so i don't think i'm a funny person i think i occasionally (laughs) say funny things really um, but yeah, I mean, it's getting late-ish now. It's uh, it is. it's getting late, and it's in past your bedtime. So yeah, it's way past. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like bed at ten, read Reddit for half an hour, <laughs> and go to sleep. You're one of the few people I know who 
use Reddit. I love Reddit. Me and my really? friends. Me and a lot of my friends use Reddit, but that stemmed from my mate Reese using it and then him telling us. And I was like, I heard of Reddit, but I've not ever tried it. Because for a while, the mobile apps were just terrible for yeah, years. Really bad. And then there was Alien Blue, which was not even made by the people who made Reddit. And it was, yeah. the user interface of Reddit Desktop still looks like you've gone on a website that looks like it's been hacked. Oh, I know. It's, it's so good. Shit. You go on it and it's like the first websites. I mean, I'm a bit older than you, so it might be a bit different. But like the first websites you used to go on when you had your little buzzy little modem going with dial-up connection yeah I remember those days be like oh, come on guys you've got to do something about that yeah and they still haven't really there's certain subreddits that no. make things cleaner but i only yes, really go on, yeah. i only go on reddit on my phone now because if i go on the website it just upsets me yeah it's just sad to look at um but i was going to say as well one thing i love reminiscing with people about because i'm so old and so you know mature is one things are, I'm sure when your kid grows up, especially won't understand, but when I eventually have kids um, and they grow up, they're not going to understand that not only did you have dial-up connection, but also if you got a phone call while on oh. the internet, it turned off the internet. And people are like, but, but I've got internet on my phone. It's like, no, no. They were two separate things, but there was one line that had both going in and you could only use one so at a time. So stressful. Yeah, and, and then you hear the phone ringing when you're on the internet. It's like, no, and then it's already gone. <laughs> By the time you can hear it ringing, you're already offline. So... You're screwed, but reminiscing—it's fun. It's the the joy. So I'm in that nice little sweet spot where I'm—I've got older brothers. One's 17 years older than me, and one's like 21 years older than me. So I've got, oh, wow. yeah, I've got a nice little sweet spot of I'm kind of not only am I a right tail end millennial, where I've I've got enough of the depression from all other millennials, <laughs> but also I've got enough like a hint of the I think it's Gen X after our generation. Yeah. So I was like, I remember the internet becoming a thing when i was about not becoming a thing but being a lot more widespread as i kind of entered college that's when smartphones started to be a thing so i remember the before times and still being young with them existing and you know our kids and that stuff won't have any idea that you had to even wait for tv programs i know aren't they so lucky bastards absolute bastards being able to just you know, not have to wait for... I think music's the big one for me. You know, I know Spotify is probably evil, not paying anyone any money, but it's like, I only have to pay, like, on a plan with someone else, £5 a month to have 99.9% of all music I ever want to listen to, like that, when it used to be £8 minimum, normally 10 or 12 per one CD, and you could yeah. buy it, and it could suck. <laughs> yeah, we, we were talking about this literally today, doing Washing Up, Exciting Times, Um because our niece uh, is really into heavy metal, into music that Kevin likes. Um, and, I mean, her constant refrain is, it's not aggressive enough whenever he does any <laughs> recommendations. It needs to be more aggressive. But we were saying, you know, about four years ago, she was listening to, I don't know, like Kiss FM and stuff like that. But that's because that's what her mum listened to. Mm. You know, because it's it's everything when you're that age is controlled by your parents, and then you suddenly get your own phone, and you suddenly have access to music and to YouTube. You have your own money, but also things are free-ish now, or at least cheap. That you know, if you're 16, you're happy to pay five pounds to have every song in the world on your phone, right? So you can suddenly start developing your own tastes. Mm. And isn't that mad? And I feel like I wasn't able to do that for a really long time. Not necessarily in a bad like I'm not being critical of my of anybody who had any musical influence over me but you know it's exactly like you said I had to go to HMV and look at what money I had and go okay I guess I kind of like that or I heard that on MTV or whatever and that's how I found new music and for young people today it's fucking amazing oh it's so good there's this whole world that's open to them and that's one of the reasons why the internet's amazing right 
because there's so I mean there's the terrible parts of it but let's end on a positive note there's these you know amazing adventures there's these amazing discoveries that people can find and especially young people just imagine you're just thinking your whole life you just have music I know, like, and nearly unlimited music as well. And just yeah. anywhere you go, you don't have to, you know, I, I used to carry a CD player to school. And you, yeah. if you try a like, little Walkman, and I was just like, if you jump while having this, Ugh. you could not only, it would not only potentially stop the music working, you could potentially break both the disc and the player. If you drop that, you could destroy an album forever. And it's like nowadays, like, yeah, you've got your phone in the case, you might drop your phone, but you can still listen to your, you know, your Spotify yeah. account saves everything so it doesn't matter yeah i don't know what as you know my music taste is already very eclectic as it is you know loving listening to death metal in one one moment and then shoegaze and then classical music and then seer and pop music so i'm already like that and you know i had influences from here there and everywhere from brothers to friends to etc like my dad loved you know classical music but he also loved um a lot of uh, progressive stuff but you also love you know genesis and peter gabriel well peter gabriel's part of genesis but um you know and Bob Dylan, David Bowie, all these sorts of things. And my mum just liked not great pop music and R- and modern <laughs> R&B, you know, not the cool old R&B, the, the new stuff that I don't like very much. Um, but I got this, so I could just hear almost everything. And my brothers liked a bit of heavy metal, but they were not my mum's sons. They were just my dad's. So they never lived with me. Ooh. So I just saw them occasionally. So there's all this influence and I've got the mad music taste. I'm just like, me and Megan, this would be probably my final thought. When um, me and Megan... Uh, we, we joke about when we have kids and stuff. And we said, we're probably going to have two if we can and blah. Um, it won't, we're currently living in a flat. We're going to buy a house hopefully next year and then we'll chill for a couple of years and then probably go down that road if it goes to plan in air quotes. But, you know, happy little accidents can happen sometimes. But with those sort of things, we've joked that we'd have two kids and what probably happen is we'd have a girl and a boy, but the girl would love Star Wars and death metal and all that sort of stuff. And the boy would love Harry Potter, which is what Megan loves. And then like... She, they would love playing music but isn't as into hearing it which is what megan's like because megan can play mm-hmm. banjo ukulele piano slash keyboard wow. um guitar that's amazing saxophone as well what? yeah i know she's and she also played steel pan she was in a steel pan band for a while as well so she's incredible but she is not into music even a quarter as much as i am she could probably listen yeah. to the same the artist she's listened to up to this up to this point in her life she could listen to those artists with no new music for the rest of her life. That's me. Yeah. I'm exactly the I same. That drives me mental. Like I love listening to old like music. I like music I liked like 15 years ago. I still like. Like there's almost no music Ooh. that I stop liking. I just kind of gone. Yeah, I've played that to death. Yeah, I listened to that for eight years. <laughs> Maybe I can take a break from the first Slipknot album, and then once a year I'll come back <laughs> around. I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to listen that again. Um, but yeah, we we joke about that. So it's just fun things like that of just different people how one would expect Megan to be the musical one because I can just like, mm. I can play a bit of keyboard and that's about it. But it, it's just weird how people work out. And it's, it's one of the fun things about this conversation, especially where we just kind of got into, I keep using the word minutia to act like I'm so, my vocabulary is so wide, but it's so clever. I know, I, I know the word minutia. Can you spell it? <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, don't ask me. Uh, I'll probably try and put it in the cop, try and put it in the show notes, see if I know how to spell it. Um, but it's what spell checks for. It's fine. Yeah. It's what Google's for, you know, that's yeah. Oh my God. Most of the time I'm like, is this word spelled this way? And then it's just quick. Open a time on Google, type it in. Do you mean this? Yeah. Close it before. Don't even search the results. There's no evidence I searched for. <laughs> <laughs> just what it came up oh yeah it had an extra e in it didn't it oh mike you're really good at spelling <laughs> yes um 
But this, Thank you, Senior Google. <laughs> but this has been an absolutely incredible conversation. And, you know, we've got so many other notes that we could probably talk forever. Um, so maybe we will. Quick, let's keep going. No. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> we have to sleep and have day jobs and other things uh, of interest to spend our time with. So uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. It has been delightful getting to know you properly. And I'm sure my listeners will love it as well. Please plug your any of the social media handles i'm going to include the rears questions in the show notes do it so people can experience that and then you're gonna have to pressure kevin to put more content on there i will do i'm gonna straight after this he's probably like getting ready for bed and i'll be like no come on (laughs) what's some amazing questions i've asked you or just note some down yourself maybe when you're just uh by yourself just do like a voice memo it's like hmm that's not a bad idea what's my favorite bear shaped foot hmm what's my favorite animal crisp Hmm. What? Ooh, what is my favourite animal, Chris? Not pom bears. I don't like pom bears because we went to see Moonlight at the Curzon in Aldgate. And Moonlight is a wonderful film. If you haven't seen it, please see it. But I apologise because you will cry. And there was two people in the cinema and they were sat near us. It's a lovely cinema, fancy cinema. They brought all their own food in, including fucking pom bears. The noisiest crisp that's ever been created. Before this, I liked pom bears. And they sat, and it was a multi-pack through the whole film, eating fucking pom bears. So now I can't stand them. MJ had some at the weekend because we went to a garden centre because I'm weird and middle class Megan loves garden centres. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. I genuinely, it was like magical. Kevin hates it when I say magical, but it was actually magical. Um, and she got some, she had like a little kitty lunch pack thing had some pom bears in it I had to just be really like fucking fine you can have the pom bears anyway <laughs> we're supposed to be wrapping this up I, I genuinely I, I would have asked that question even earlier if I knew I'd hear that story what a, <laughs> what a delightful way to end this so tell everyone where people can find you on any of the social media places and your shows I've got them written down so if you forget any I'll put them in the show notes but it's your Excellent. time to shine Great. Well, thank you very much for having me on. This has been really fun. I apologise for any of the random... No, I don't apologise. Don't apologise. I'm going to own my space. Mm. I said lots of amazing things. I'm sure they're all very insightful. Um, And we're going to put them all on some T-shirts. Yep. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Ria Carrigan, R-I-A-C-A-R-R-O-G-A-N. Um. And also, so I started doing Indie Comic Spotlight with Tony, which is wonderful. We've just recorded our first one, which was Pretty Deadly, which is a really fucked up book. But read it. It's great. Um, I'll be popping up on um, Season's Greetings occasionally as well. So come and see me there. I'm hoping to start something called Film on Film, um, which is going to be part of Comics in Motion, uh, where I'm going to be talking about films that are female-led which I think are unfairly maligned mostly because male reviewers suck balls um so Tony and I are going to start with Josie and the Pussycats which is a modern classic thank you very much and then I'm hopefully going to talk to Tonya about Grease 2 as well but we're all trying to find time in our schedule so it's probably a random plug because it won't happen till like December or something mad um I think that's it I think that's the places you can oh pop gorillas can't forget pop gorillas so Jack, Tony and I are doing Pop Grillers where we do spoiler-free reviews, which I really struggle with, um, in the amount of time it takes to do a song or less. So go look us up on there. We're doing some fun stuff. We're going to do some stuff for Halloween, which is literally we're all, we're all watching all of the Halloween films, which is going to be an experience. I'm starting on Friday, so wish me luck. 
um, and then we're going to review them. So I'm basically just being everywhere at the moment because I love point. chatting, as you can hear. That's it. That's what you need. That's why you're on this show as well, to spread the rear uh, around. Yeah. Yeah. I also did listen to, uh, on the car, I listened to the, because you, you, the Pop Gorilla episodes, they're released obviously like one-offs, but also you do little collections of them. So I just listened to like yeah. whole collections. Uh, I love the Ted Lasso one because it was like 30 seconds or something. <laughs> you just said, it's fucking amazing. You need to go watch it. And if you're not, you're wrong or something. And that was it. And that was the whole yeah. <laughs> And I was like, I haven't seen Ted Lasso. I've heard great things. But I was like, oh, go watch it. Well, the thing is, I wrote all these notes. And I was like, fuck it. I don't have time. It's supposed to be short. It's amazing. Just watch it. Just feel some joy in your life. Yeah. Just bring some joy into your life. And it cracked me up. It was really fun. And I really like that because, as you said, they're so short and they're all spoiler free. So it's like, even yeah. my biggest issue with, what biggest issue? When I listen to like movie review podcasts or even Indie Comic Spotlight sometimes, it's like, I want to have consumed the content before checking it out. I know Tony does Hidden mm-hmm. Gems now, which is specifically spoiler free to try and convince people to listen and uh, to check out the comics, which is fine. But like a lot of the time it's like, oh, I do want to read that at some point. I don't want to listen yeah. to people. Like there's the Superheroes of Dummies, for example. They did the Sandman episode and I haven't read Sandman. So, so I don't want to listen <gasps> exactly. And I mean to because book club, but it's like, I, I will at some point, it's on my eternal list along with Swamp Thing and a few other things. <laughs> but it's like, I don't want to listen to people talk about something for an hour or two if I haven't seen it. But Pop Grill yeah. is like, couple minutes it said length of a song if not shorter and and also spoiler free so they're genius i recommend people also if people notice me i was playing around my water i've been drinking my water this evening and i've been thinking i feel like there's something in there but i keep looking and there's not oh there is there's a fly it's been in my ah. water this whole time i didn't eat you're it you're gonna turn into the fly you're gonna turn into jeff goldblum i mean it depends that's how it works well, I was gonna, well that wouldn't be too bad i mean he is a sex god i mean just in general he is a sex god what a man he? we watched the fly recently oh my god this is we're wrapping up we watched the fly recently kevin had never seen it before and he just turned to me he was just like what is it about him? And I was like, I don't know. Just I think Jurassic Park just, started it when he's got where he's just kind of got the the open sort of trench coaty thing. It's charisma. He's mm. just got charisma, and he's he's gotten more the older he's gotten. He's just and he's very confident in himself. He's very refined. I feel like he would be the kind of guy that if you had a party, he would genuinely like. He would kind of have that kind of spirit of like, oh, I want to take my clothes off, but I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. So he'd go around the party and check them. By the way, I, I may be taking my clothes off. Is that going to be okay with all of you? And everyone would be like, of course. And he'd just check. Right, is everyone okay? Just before, I'm going to take my clothes off now. I want to clarify. Is everyone okay with this? Okay. And he would take it off and everyone would just be in awe of him. And that yeah. would just be, and I'd, I'd be fine. Naked Jeff Goldblum walking around, yeah, you know. I'd be right with that. I'd probably slap his ass when he walks past and be like, do you know what I did? I'll tell everyone. I'd be like, I, I slapped Jeff Goldblum's ass. Can you imagine? Oh. Uh, but if you've done it without his consent, that's sexual assault. That so is. But do you want to be the person who sexually assaulted him? Yes, uh, I will. I'll, I'll put my hand up. <laughs> I will be the man. We'll put that on a t-shirt. I'm happy to be the man. Well, I'm happy to be the person to sexually assault Jeff Goldblum. To be fair, if he came around and asked me, you know, um, are you okay at this party? Because I'm invited to these sort of Hollywood parties. Obviously. Um, if he said, you know, would you be okay with me being naked? I'd say only if I'm allowed to slap your bum once and not too painfully. Question, yes. are you going to slap it or are you going to cup it? No, I do. I, I would do a nice slap, like a playful slap. Like not, okay. not a proper like a, a whip and it leaves a mark slap. I don't want to squeeze his bum necessarily. Like clothed, a little squidge, that's okay. Not in general. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to validate sexual harassment. I'm talking about with Jeff Goldblum. A little squeeze. If he's consenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's if consenting. He's consenting if he's not going to do anything, yeah. it would either be clothed, a little squeeze, yeah. or naked, a little slap. That, that, that would be where I'd want to go. I, home with you naked slap yeah, yeah. You got, it's the nice it's the little noise as well that you got to do with yeah. it yeah mm. because i bet he's got a tight butt 
Anyway. Tight cheeks, yeah. <laughs> tight man, tight cheeks. And that's where we're going to end it with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> um, wonderful. Well, thanks again, Ria. It's been so delightful having you on. And we'll definitely organize, uh, you know, more podcasts for you to come on. And I'll get yes. you to we'll collaborate with everyone. I'll get Megan on. You can meet her. And it will be delightful. Woo-hoo. That sounds fantastic. Thank you very much. Awesome, awesome. And I'm going to end the Zoom call here. <laughs> And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, guys. Make sure you check out Rhea's many shows on Comics in Motion. You know she's involved in Season's Greetings on the odd occasion. She's on some of the Indie Comic Spotlights. But she's primarily found in Pop Gorillas, along with Tony Farina and Jack. So make sure to check that out. And make sure to check out the second episode of the Comics in Motion book club. We tackled Mouse, uh, which we're all involved with with that. And then also there's going to be a third episode, uh, which will be out in, I think, about a month or two. I think it's like november October november recording and that's going to be on V Vendetta and then we've already got lined up what we're going to be reading for December but I don't want to spoil that I want to leave it to the book club but Rhea's involved in all of those to my knowledge and obviously as I said in the intro we're going to be doing a Femon film show myself, Tonya and Megan and that will be recording I think we're recording it next week but I've got an episode with an author that's going to be coming out next week that's only going to be an hour long and then the week after that I imagine will probably be part one of the Femon film sort of conversation because i imagine it'll be a long conversation um so get excited for that this is kind of like a prequel to the prequel so this is like the origin story and then the film on films like the prequel and then film on film the actual show i know that uh, rear's already started to record some episodes for that i think i may be guesting on there at some point i think megan might be as well tonya will be tony will be lots of different people there so lots of fun things to look forward to if you really enjoyed my conversation with rear and just make sure you follow her on twitter at rear carrigan as i say always check the description because my show notes are quite detailed also i do apologize in this outro there's a kid outside blowing a whistle and i've got all the windows closed and all the doors closed and there's almost and i can still hear it it's nothing i can do about it i'm afraid it's just one of the problems of living in a flat but you know hopefully this time next year i'll be in a house and then i won't have to worry about all that sort of stuff um but anyway beside the point sorry if you can hear some random whistling going on outside i can't really help that um but aside from that guys what else is there well last week was my conversation with alex and molly damon of star wars explained that was a lot of fun and there's a video version for that on youtube And in addition to that, obviously there is a video version of this full conversation, which should be on YouTube shortly after this is uploaded to the usual feeds and things. So if you're listening to the audio version and you want to listen to the whole conversation again, but you want a video element, then go check that out as well. And I've done loads of other great conversations with people. I mean, I can't remember the exact episode numbers, but if you type in Genuine Chit Chat and Tonya Todd, um, that probably come up with a lot of the really good conversations about sort of, you know, another precursor to precursor to the Femon film stuff because Tonya did kind of spark it all in a lot of senses on my show. I mean, I've done loads of other things. A lot of my conversations on YouTube are split into sort of playlists. And in those playlists, I have some of them into, you know, religion and spirituality. Other ones are like music or movies. Some are just funnier conversations, some with other podcasts uh, some are about social and political issues some are about this like there's loads of different things and youtube is probably the easiest way to put things into playlists so that is what i have done uh so if you go over to there if you're just trying to find your episode of genuine chit chat to listen to you don't want to just trawl through the entirety of the backlog for some reason you don't want to contact me on social media and you don't want to ask anyone else who listens to my amazing show then you can go over to youtube and there are playlists there which have lots of different things too so almost any facet that you check out genuine chit chat there is some sort of value from that 
that specific place. And as I said in the intro, you know, try and use either Good Pods or Podchaser or Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you can leave a review. Please leave a review of the show and share on social media. It means the absolute world to me. Uh, aside from that, I've got a few other things coming up. I have a conversation with someone who is an artist for some of the Star Wars comics that are ongoing at the moment. I'm very excited to be able to speak with them. Uh, that will be recorded in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, I've got a few other things in the background due for recording, which I am not yet announcing, uh, but they're still a lot of fun things. You, know, you can always expect something good from Genuine Chit Chat. I haven't had a bad conversation on here yet, I don't think. Uh, I can't recall one that I haven't enjoyed at least, and I don't think anyone's actually contacted me to say they haven't enjoyed any. There's a couple I do with friends in the early days that are a bit of a mess, but that's more of just us being stupid and fun, not necessarily having any goal to talk about. Kind of like this conversation in some ways, guys, so if you like this one, go back and check out the first like 25 episodes of <laughs> uh, Genuine Chit Chat. Uh, you'll have a lot of fun there. Um, aside from that, you know, I always like to plug my Patreon. If you want to get full access to when part one and part two of episodes are released on this feed, I release it all in one unsplit conversation when part one drops on its own special Patreon feed, as well as Afterthoughts episodes. And whenever I release a part two on this feed for you normies, which I do appreciate you listening, but normies is just such a funny word. I like to use it when I can. Um, with any of you guys listening to this part two, obviously on Patreon, they already had access to part two last week. So whenever part two drops on this feed, I drop an extra episode of Afterthoughts on the Patreon feed. So there's always lots of extra content. If you become a Patreon supporter, you still get releases on Sundays. You get extra releases in the week. You get early access to a lot of my book reviews. There's early access to my guest lists. And me and Megan have a lot of fun when we go on road trips as well. We record ourselves talking about what we've been up to and things. So if you like mine and Megan's camaraderie, you want to hear a lot of conversations about movies that are old movies or new ones or whatever. You know, some are spoiler free, some are not. Many of the new ones are spoiler free and the older ones obviously are not. Um, you know, we watch quite a wide birth of films and we go through little phases. Now we're getting into October. Like just the other night, we watched Coraline, which I loved that movie. Uh, and Megan had only seen once. And we also watched the 1978 original Halloween movie because neither of us had seen it, ashamedly. Uh, watched that the other night. I quite enjoyed that. So I think as October goes on, we're going to be doing a lot more horror reviews of like, well, afterthoughts. Uh, so they're normally only like 10, 15 minutes long. They're, they're about some are like 20, 30 minutes, but most of them are just like 10 to 20 minutes long. So it's a really good bite-sized conversation. It's really good for commuting. And as I said, for as little as one pound a month, you get access to the RSS feed. So you can download the Patreon app or places like Podchaser. You just copy the feed that you get when you uh, start contributing financially. You pop that in the feed of your choice, uh, in the app of your choice, and then you get access to the Patreon feed. And it's got some nice little artwork. The word genuine isn't silver it's gold yay all the effort uh so if you want to invest in genuine chit chat in a sense of give me a little bit of money and then as the show goes on i'll be able to get bigger and better guests then you know you win plus you get more content and stuff and you know support the show all that sort of jazz but if you don't want to do that obviously review or share or talk about this to people or just listen i appreciate you guys listening and I'm, it's becoming a ramble at the end here it's just like the old episode of genuine chit chat where i used to ramble at the end for like 15 minutes ago uh, i'm not going to go down that road uh not here i've already done it a little bit but i'm going to stop here so thank you as always for listening guys i appreciate each and every one of you listening to my show uh and thank you for listening to Rhea. she was an absolute delight and um yeah i'll talk to you guys next week with the author person who i'm recording with tomorrow uh you'll know who that is when i release the episode obviously and then the week after that will likely be part one of the femon film conversation so um hope you guys look forward to that i appreciate each and every one of you listening all the way to the end and i'll talk to you next week you have just experienced host creator everything else of genuine chit chat and also the host and creator of star wars comics in canon 
found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.